there's lots of doors. There, there's lots of places to hide. I locked the back doors. That's all locked. Now we just gotta wait. I just killed Cassie. We just left her house. This is not a fucking joke. I stabbed her in the throat and I saw her lifeless body just disappear. Dude, I just killed Cassie. Welcome to Bloody Babbles Podcast. Hey, new intro for you. New <laughs> intro. We won't have any uh, intro music for this one because that was that was an intro. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> we're we're not. I don't even know how to transition from that because that was listening to Hard it again. <laughs> yeah. Hard hitting. Um, the case today that we're covering is the murder of Cassie Jo Stoddart. So that is the two fuckers that killed her. Um, it's also been called the scream scream murder. Um, is one that it that it's been called obviously because they they're really obsessed with that movie. Okay. And then we'll get to more about them. But um, this that case it, this case was brought to you by our friend in Delaware, Amanda. Thanks, so, Amanda. Thanks, Amanda. So hopefully we do it um, justice. But yeah, that, that there's your that's an intro. Sorry if that was super loud because it like I was watching it, the sound bars. I'm like whoa. It happens. It's not as bad as episode 37 though. Yeah, we'll redo. Which 37. we're going to redo. <laughs> um, so before. We don't have a whole lot to chit-chat about beforehand, um, but um, we have a new country. Hi, Austria. Austria. And I'm like, all I can think of is Arnold Schwarzenegger, which they're probably like, oh my God, we're done listening now. (laughs) Hopefully not. Hopefully you keep... Please come back. (laughs) Hopefully that intro is enough to be like, what the fuck are they going to be talking about? Yes. So that's... uh, Thank you, Austria listeners. Tell a friend. Get more people on board with us. And I would like to say thank you for all the people that wished me well and and congratulations. Congratulated her on being seven years sober on our episode on Friday. Yes. We didn't even, I didn't even realize it was coming out on the thir- 23rd. We were just so, so broken after that awful, awful Sylvia Likens case. And But yeah, so everybody, that was awesome. You guys are fantastic. Thanks for all the love and retweets. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, and so for those who didn't know or don't know, perhaps um, the 23rd, last Friday, um, I hit seven years uh Clean and sober. So Yay, clean Yay. and serene. Seven years. Her and my brother. Yes. Not, yep. Yes, both yes, of yes. them. We, we did this together. Yes. It's been a journey, but yeah. So, um, and if if we have any other sober humans out there, let us know. Let us celebrate with you too, because I see every time I see that stuff on Facebook, or mm-hmm. I retweet, I love, I share, and it's just it's a big deal. Seven years. Yeah. So much has happened in seven years. Yeah. Whew. 2014 was a year for us. Lucky number seven, man. Lucky so number that's seven. Where, that's and where I'm at. Oh, that's I must... I'm trying to keep my headspace in. This so. is episode 52. I'm like, and this is episode 47. No, it's not. Just kidding. Big liar face. Bye. <laughs> uh, episode 52. Oh, and then just because, because we love her, we love you, Dawn. Oh, Dawn. Yeah, yeah she finally <laughs> hit the episode where we started talking about her journey with cancer and everything, and we're going to just talk about her all the time. Guys, um, keep sending her love. Yes. Keep sending her well thoughts, um, healthy thoughts, the healthy vibes. juju, for yeah. sure. The chemo is working so Yay. far um, for her next treatment, which it could have already happened by the time this is out. I don't really know, but she got gotten sick and she was on antibiotics, so she had to postpone her chemo. But the ah. treatment that she had already been doing was already starting to work, and the, and the lump in her breast, the swelling you could already see from the outside, um 
had had gone down quite a bit. So Good. it's all starting to work. She just had to postpone because of an infection that she had gotten, and, and antibiotics are almost done, and so she'll be doing chemo again. So just, yeah, keep wishing oh, her well. Oh, the good vibes, prayers, whatever your jive Fuck is. Fuck cancer, it. dude. Fuck and cancer fuck with cancer. a cactus. Like, ugh. I think um, I think Mandy did a painting with something relating to fuck cancer. I think I you're right. I want to say that. And just because I love her so much. And we love you, Mandy. Oh, we love you. Mandy and Ian. You guys, yes. are, the, you guys yes. are the toots. We love you all. If you guys want some so wicked much. cool art and yes. photography, make sure to go show them um, Wildlings Wonder Art. Wildlings. Lings. Mm-hmm. Yes, I get that part right. And then Dystopian. Um, they're all over our, um, our pages. They share our stuff. Most of you, some of you may have found them through us. I don't really Perhaps. know. But I love those humans so much. They're they are really, they're really the great. They're the and they, their artwork is phenomenal, and they're just beautiful human beings that we have yet to meet in real life, but just the We're way gonna. they share and the way they are and <clears throat> they're interacting, they're just, it's it's not often you find amazing humans walking on this earth with you, and when you do, hold on to them tight. Yes. If you if you meet them online, keep talking with them, yes. you know, and spread their, spread their love, there spread their joy. There are not creepy people on the internet, guys. <laughs> I mean, there are lots of creepy people. And they're definitely weird and odd, which, yeah, which is, is why we love fantastic. Them. But but their art is amazing. Go check them out. Help help them keep doing their dream and and making their art and their dream and support them and and buy some of their products for sure. Yeah, because they make they do more than just um, art. They she's put it on T-shirts. Mm-hmm. She's been doing um, a lot with the zodiac prints she did. I want to get a Gemini one really bad because it's freaking sick. And I told her I'm like, with your permission, I'd like to tattoo this on my body when I'm when I vacate the premises of my womb <laughs> so if you hear me like breathing really heavy it's or farting some, she's been farting toot. guys i did go use the restroom beforehand but it was i but, like how you say toot but we cuss like crazy on this podcast because <laughs> that's what i say with arlo and it's really cute because he'll be like mama i tooted and it's so my my toots were aggressive guys like i didn't even want to be in the same room as me i love it when i do go to the bathroom and then of course you know if you have kids Oh, they all, you never go to the bathroom alone. And Arlo comes in here and he goes, oh, mama is stinky. And he grabs the spray and he's like spraying my face. I'm like, dude, you got to calm down. Okay, now that we've babbled, because that's what we do here, um, we are going to jump into this case since you've now probably forgot the intro by now. But um, so we, like I said, we're talking about Cassie Jo Stoddart. Um, once again, um, shout out to Amanda. Thank you for requesting this case of us. Hope I do it some justice. And there's a lot. There's a lot of, um, well, there's more to the intro sound that we used. I got that off YouTube. So if that's copyrighted, uh, I got it from YouTube. It's not mine. (laughs) Um, But I have more because these boys recorded everything they did. But let's not get too crazy here. Okay. So this case was... Um, has been called the Scream Murder, like the, I think I, I saw his 1996 film. Uh, the boys who commit this heinous murder were very influenced by the movie. I put influenced in quotations because watching movies does not make you a killer. Correct. But they were influenced by Scream and that storyline, and they were also inspired by the shooters of Columbine, mm. the Columbine High School in, um, Oh, gosh. It's in Colorado. Now I can't think of the town. <gasps> Please don't come at me. I even read the book about Cassie Burnell and did a whole bunch of stuff about uh, Rachel Scott, the one girl. Columbine. It's Columbine. Yeah. Literally. Wow. I'm going to leave. It's okay. Let's That's just That's the end going. of the podcast. Thanks. Good night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to leave Colorado and go to Pocatello, Idaho. So we have Idaho listeners. Hey. Hey, Idaho. I'm sure they're like, oh, man, we know this story. 
But um, Cassie was born on December 21st, 1989. That's Darian's birthday, by the way. Okay. <laughs> her, um, her and her siblings were mostly raised by their grandparents. She was very artistic and outgoing, and she loved art and drawing. So I'm like, oh, that kind of segues into our humans that we love. Um, her brother said she was very headstrong, super smart, and so kind, and her and her brother Andrew were super, super close. They were a year and a half apart. <coughs> Cassie was a year and a half older than her and him. I kept going, <coughs> I kept getting confused because they're like, oh, he, even though it sounded like he was the older sibling, but she was. Okay. But they were super close. Also, um, it, he said at one point in time that it almost felt like they were twins. They were just that close. They also had an older sister. sister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Her name was Christy, and she was seven years older than they were. Um, this was just a little backstory, just about things about Cassie prior to her um, death. Her brother Andrew said in an interview that he and Cassie were into the same stuff, and they were always going to the same places. And this is a quote from him. We did everything together, even though we would argue and stuff, just like any other sibling. I just miss having my sister right there, a grade above me. I felt like I was always a step behind her, looking up to her. She really was a role model, doing good, and had a lot going for her. And then it's like Cassie really loved art and had several artist paintings hung up in her room. Um, She was also a big animal lover, and um, she was like listening to other I listened to two other podcasts because I know Morbid covered her Mm -hmm. and then I found another one online just to see more about her background because I mean she's 16 when this all happens Mm -hmm. and so there wasn't a whole lot about her but she wanted independence like starting um, she was working um, to get her own car and so she would just do like babysitting jobs here and there or her aunt and uncle lived in the same town and she'd house sit for them and they had three cats and two dogs Mm -hmm. so she, and she frequently, like, would uh, go house-sit for them or take care of their animals and whatnot. So um, that's where this brings us to the weekend of September 22nd. Yeah, or I think it was September 20th to the 22nd. I don't really know. It all happens on September 22nd because I ended up finding a picture of her gravestone and has a really pretty picture of her on it. Um, she was watching the house for her aunt and uncle. Their names were Allison and Frank Contreras. Um, it was a house on Whispering Cliffs Drive, which I'm like, that's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Whispering Cliffs. Sorry if I sound kind of wonky, guys. I live in Kansas and allergies are a thing. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so, in, uh, which was in Northeast, I'm going to guess Bannock County. Please don't come at me. Or if I pronounce it wrong, let me know how to say it. Um, Cassie was watching the animals for the weekend on this particular evening, September 22nd. Her boyfriend had come around, uh, come over to the house around 6 p.m., um, and his name is in here, but, oh, Matt. Oh, crap, I can't remember his last name. Um, but anyways, uh, she then also invited, okay, so there was a couple different things. They say that, um, Matt ended up inviting these two guys over who are Brian Draper and Tori Adamchik. I think that's how you say his name. Not that it's important. He's a piece of garbage. But um, at first it was said, oh, that Matt, that she was like, okay, yeah, let's have them over. They can come chill out. And then another place I read or either listened to was that she was, like, really upset. Like, why are you inviting these guys over? Right. House sitting. House sitting. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not having, because the dudes were under the impression they were going to have, like, a party at this house. But, um, so she was like, it's fine if they come hang out for a little bit, whatever. But, like, let's not get too crazy or nothing. Yeah, here. we're not having a party. No. <laughs> so that's their backstory. Okay. And I kind of go back and forth on this because my name is... Adam's chick? Yeah, Brian Draper and Tori Adamchick. 
Adam Chick. His name is Tori. So Chick with an Adam's apple. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Adam Dick is what his no, name should have been. Adam Dick. Okay. Um, so she gives everyone a tour of the house and even takes them down into the basement. But I'm like, spooky, but it's relevant. Um, the friends start the evening off. So, not that this is a big deal to me, but I like details. They either started watching Kill Bill or Kill Bill Volume 2. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. All right, good to know. Uma Thurman. Mm-hmm. But um, before the movie ended, Tori and Brian left to go, quote, watch another movie at the theater instead because we thought there was going to be a party here and we don't want to be here anymore. Deuces. So... Cassie and Matt stayed at, yeah, exactly, stayed at her aunt's house to finish the movie they had started, but before the boys had left, Brian unlocked the basement door so he and Tori would be able to return to the house undetected. So, I think I get into it later, but these boys had been planning this, like, for at least a few days, if not a few weeks. For this girl or for for anybody in particular? Well, it was starting with her, but it was going to be a continuous thing, and even in um, in th- that recording too, I don't know if I'll play it or not, or if I'll scroll back to it, but they're like, we're going to go after our friend Cassie. They literally call her their friend and they were kind of like outcast and people were like, why are you hanging out with them kind of thing? And she's like, oh, well, I'm just going to be friends with them. I'm just a good person. She's just a good person mm-hmm. and it's shitty. And there's like so many like, oh, what if, what if, what if right. about this, but we can't obviously, um, cause it's 2006, but it's just, it's really sad because there's like. <sighs> it was awful. Okay. So, and I talk about, like, I'll get into about them talking about committing this and completing this as her their first crime because they had known she was going to be house-sitting gotcha. and that she's going to be alone in this big empty house. And you can go listen to that clip on YouTube and I'll, um, I'll have it in the show notes also. And I'll link it. I wonder if I can link it. I know I can put it on Facebook. I'm not. Instagram's a little trickier, and then um, Twitter, I can put it on there. I'll just, it'll be everywhere. If not, just go look it up on YouTube. So, um, like I what said... What would you look up on YouTube? Um, I just, I type in her name, just Cassie Jo Stoddart, and it, there's a lot of different, like, people who record their podcasts, or Bailey Sarian covered her, too. Um, and I you have to scroll a little bit. It's literally, like, a minute and 14 seconds. Okay. Or even if you just look up um, cases of them, the, the video's linked in a whole bunch of sources. Like, so that is I it used. video cameras? Or what are, yeah, what they, they, they filmed it. Okay. And I go through the list of stuff that they okay. they ditched, too, with the police. Once um, Brian, Brian's the one who ends up blabbing. Um, so Brian, like I said, unlocked the basement door so he and Tori would be able to re- return later. They eventually returned, parked down the street, put on costumes with dark clothing, glove, and white masks. So, they didn't use a scream mask, but it almost reminds me... um, It was like a white and red mask, and I'll have that picture in the show notes, too. I even put that in my notes. Um, It's like, uh, it almost reminds me of the V for Vendetta, but Mm. it's not quite that, because I don't think that movie... I don't know what year that movie came out. But irrelevant. You'll see the pictures online. And then, so, they come back to the house, they get in, they go in through the basement while the young couple are upstairs watching their movies or TV, TV whatever they're doing. Um, I put the two fuckboys started making deliberate noise in the basement in hopes that Matter Cassie would come downstairs, and they didn't, so they end up finding the circuit breaker and they kill the power in the house. Okay. And they do this a couple of times. And Matt and Cassie just are like, okay, what the hell? And so, they don't come down to investigate, so then... Um, the boys turned the lights back on. Not all of them, but some of them. And th- that was, I thought that was weird that they just flipped some of them back on. Mm-hmm. Make it spookier, I guess. Um, Depending on how many lights you actually had on in the house. Because right. if you didn't have 
all the lights on right. the house, too. You wouldn't know, but yeah. anyway. But I'm assuming they're probably, like, a living room, probably, like, a dining room or sure. kitchens nearby yes. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, uh, Matt, is her boyfriend, notices one of the dogs kept staring at the basement stairs, and he would, like, periodically bark and growl towards there. Mm-hmm. But they don't go down to investigate, which um, I think I want to say in... Either when I was reading through the transcript that I'll read on later that that I got from, like, court documents. But I think they intended to kill both of them. That would be the, what the, makes yeah. sense. I mean, maybe not initially, but, but since Jude was there, since too. he was there. Yeah. So, and, like, the timestamp, like, that clip that we played in the beginning, right before it started at 9.55, and then... Um, I'll get to the... Okay, it's coming up. I'll get to Sorry, the, she's um, jumping ahead, guys. It's because I've, like, I deep-dived into this today, so it's all fresh in my brain. <laughs> so, um, dogs barking and growling. Cassie, of course, became super uneasy. And Matt called his mom to see if he could spend the night with Cassie. And mom, of course, denies. So, she... he Because um, she's, like... She's obviously freaked out. So, she's like, well, maybe you could stay here. But his mom's like, well, I don't want you guys staying at that house by yourself. Why doesn't Cassie come stay here with, at our house instead? But Cassie's like, no, I can't do that because she wanted to show that she was responsible and able to take care of the animals and house it and decided to stay in the house by herself. And I'm like, why, oh, why didn't she just go with her boyfriend? Yeah, that's what I would have done. Okay, I'll come in early in the morning to check on the animals. Be like, yep. Or have, why doesn't she have boyfriend's dad or mom's boyfriend or what? I mean, can you come here? Like, this is kind of freaky. Yeah, like the lights keep going on and off. Again, like you said, the what ifs. Yeah, yeah. These are thoughts that, like, I think about that I would probably do but yeah but i'm like then again you're you're like you don't really you're not expecting to be killed in the middle of the night either facts so um, that's why you get the other adult yeah i know i need an adult (laughs) i'm 27 and i still need an adult. yeah i'm 40 (laughs) oh no that's shit that's me (sighs) so now we're at um it's about 10 30 now so matt's mom ends up picking him up and then cassie was there by herself so these boys are in so the mom doesn't even come in and say i'll go check out the basement no Mm-mm. She just comes in. I don't think they even told her about it, like that there was the lights were going on and off, or that they heard noise. See, I would if I was a pl- wanting my mom to allow me to stay the night somewhere. You're like this is why. This is what's happening. But then, it w- could it have ended up being a triple homicide? Then you know, if the mom would have went in there, like I mean, perhaps this would have had to been a whole stop. lot, especially because they don't use guns to kill her either. So. I'm um, just saying, as as the mom, I would have been like, why so, are we so freaked out? Right. Well, okay, so she comes and picks him up. So he ends up, Matt ends up calling Tori, who's in the basement. <laughs> and, you know, they said they were going to the cinema to go see the movie mm-hmm. or whatever. So he ends up calling his phone to see where they were. And Tori was whispering because he was still in the house with Cassie. But it, he made it seem like they were still at the movie. So that kind of worked to his advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know what the initial conversation was with that. But um, after the phone call, the boys killed the lights in the house again. They were hopeful Cassie would come downstairs to check the breaker herself, but she stayed upstairs. They were really adamant about killing her in the basement. And I'm like, I was trying to think of Scream. And I'm like, they, they do everything in the kitchen, I think. Or Facts. like, yeah. I'm like, well, now everywhere. I need to go rewatch it. There's the it. garage scene, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Skeet Ulrich. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Even now. <clears throat> Riverdale. Right? <clears throat> right? I mean, no. I don't watch Riverdale, but Skeet Oh, I had a wicked crush on him growing up. Who did it? Look at the blood off his fingers, all seductive. Yes. Good. Okay. God. Yeah, we need to lighten it up because we're about to get real dark. No, that was so, pretty light. Well, heavy and wet. Heavy and wet. Oh, hot. <laughs> the boys got impatient, so they end up going up the stairs. 
Brian had a dagger type knife, and then Tori had a hunt hunting knife. Hunting knife. There you go. Here comes the Kansas. <laughs> hunting knife. Here we go. So Brian ended up grabbing a closet door and slamming it shut at the top of the stairs to scare Cassie again, who she was just lying on the couch watching TV in the living room, and that's when they, like, attack her. Um, they ended up stabbing her over 30 times with oh these two my. knives. Um, 12 of the wounds, which were ended up being fatal. There was 12 different wounds that could have caused her to die, and I, I think I bring it up. I'll bring it up later about... Um, when she's autopsied. Um, so the boys had been plotting to kill Cassie at school. They talked about it. Um, I read that and heard it maybe in a couple different places. And then some places are like, no, they just plotted it like a few days before because they'd been watching a lot. But this was premeditated. Yeah. All in all, it's premeditated. 2006. So they're 16. So that was seven years ago. So Columbine was when they were around like nine or 10 years old. And then you said Scream came out in 96. Yeah, so that's three years before that. So they would have been six when they were yeah. watching Scream? Yeah. Weird. Okay. That's me. I was watching horror I know, movies but, as a child. Yeah. But yeah, but well, I mean, and that was like all the rage because there was, were the, the, well, I don't know when Scream 2 and 3 came out. I think Scream 4 hadn't quite came out yet. Because I was reading up, like, some people were like, oh, is this what inspired the Scream franchise? But it was no. literally 10 years after the right, movie came right, out, right, which right. it could be like, oh, an anniversary type thing, too. Mm -hmm. So there was just a lot of speculation about why they chose Scream. And because it's two dudes, because, you know, Skeet Ulrich and then Matthew Lillard in the movie. Right. Are, God, I love Matthew, too. Oh, so such an underrated actor. Mm -hmm. uh, anyways, now that we are... Woo! Um, they even filmed the night before with their plan and then recorded, actually they recorded two days before on September 21st and 22nd, or no. 20th and 21st? Because it's 22nd. Yeah, 22nd is when, when it's happening, so, okay. oh, the 20th, which is my mom's birthday. So <laughs> they filmed just, yeah, it was more, mostly the 21st and 22nd. They recorded themselves talking about this plan. Um, I'm sorry. I, sorry for anybody who hates when I interrupt or whatever when we pause for the cause, but... <laughs> You're going to film all your shit. You're going to get fucking caught. Yeah. Like, I just it's so funny you say that because they t they're, <laughs> when I read through some of this transcript from, because um, it was all of their tapes were out of order. So they had, they ended up transcribing it in order and that'll be brought up later. <laughs> but um, so then again, after, oh, so they recorded right before they were walking into the house. And then the clip that we played at the beginning of this episode is right after Maybe they after killed her. Um uh, yeah, and then I talked about it, the YouTube clip. Um, the boys had bought their murder knives with the help of a kid named Joe Lucero, who was 18, from a pawn shop. Um, so this happened on the, this was Friday night, the 22nd, and then Cassie's family ended up returning from their trip that Sunday, and her 13-year-old cousin is the one who went inside <gasps> first and found her. No. In their living room. Oh my gosh, were the cats eating her? Sorry. No. no, cats at her house, not at the... Aunt's house. Sorry. Yeah, there was three cats and two dogs, but the cats were not eating. Okay, her. good. No, good nothing kitties. was, nothing was messed with the body or anything. Um, so they of course contact police and then get a hold of Cassie's family and. Ugh. So the next day after, okay, so her body. I I went forward and then I take a step back. So the day after she was killed, so all day on the 23rd, Matt kept was with Tori all that day. Oh boy. And he kept calling her trying trying to call Cassie but mm -hmm. she didn't answer and he's like oh well she's probably house sitting you know maybe she stayed up late fell asleep you know haven't heard from her didn't go by but I'm like I don't know if that would have been better or worse but if 
I'm like, sorry, but if you were hearing noises and know your girlfriend was freaked out, I would have gone by. Yeah, I would have too. And or I would have called her parents and said, "Hey, have you guys heard from I, Cassie?" I, yeah, she was freaked out last night. I was going to stay, and but the lights were kind of going on and off. I didn't know if there's something going on. One hundred percent. Again, coulda, shoulda, woulda. But by that point, you know, he didn't know there was anyone in the basement. Well, facts. But I'm just saying, if you're but, with with what he did know, what he yeah. knows that something weird was going on. Exactly. We were both scared. It's just, <coughs> oh gosh, excuse me. Bless you. <sighs> Allergies are killing me. <sighs> okay. Um. Yeah. So got. Yeah. So he's trying to call her. All yeah. Day, but no response. But I don't know if there's more to it than that. This is just based off of the notes that I found. I think I was on like six different websites at one time. Um, after Cassie was discovered murdered by the two boys who were supposed to be her friends, Matt was a suspect at first due to the fact he was the, was the last person to see her alive. Mm -hmm. Um, it was said in one article, he didn't show a lot of emotion after being told Cassie was killed. He ended up taking a polygraph for the police and passed it with flying colors. And then, um, another thing said it was just shock from the reaction of, I I know. I I have two of my boys here and I thought maybe they were getting yelled at by... By my in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'll remove that uh, long pause there for a second. 25 minute work. Um, <laughs> so I know I was listening to him like, well, I'm like, the boys might be outside. This is so nice and warm today, but it's also dark. So whatever. Okay, so he, he passed the polygraph of flying yeah, colors. And it was just shock from the reaction of sure. knowing she was brutally stabbed to like. death. And um, it was made clear that the two boys had been at the house that night. Um, Cassie died. They were both questioned. Tori was questioned first. And was asked about, like, they were like, oh, so what did you do that night? And he's like, oh, you know, we went over there. There was supposed to be a party, but that didn't end up panning out. So we're like, fuck this. We're going to leave. We're going to go to the movie theater, which I think, I think they said they were going to go to the movie theater. That way they had, like, the ticket yeah. stub. Mm -hmm. But I don't believe they ever did that just based off the notes. If I did, if I'm wrong about that, let me know. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go re-listen to the one podcast that I love that covered this. But, um when the cops were questioning him about what the movie was they had gone to see, he wasn't able to describe the film. So that's making me think they probably didn't go get the movie stubs, which if they would have went in, watched part of the movie, and then came back, I or, mean, that, or, was, that would have still been an... Not that I want them to have an alibi, No, but, I hear what you're saying, but, like, I don't know if I would have gone so far as to sit in the movie theater for a little bit, just buy the tickets, so you have the tickets as your yeah. quote-unquote alibi, but yeah. if if, a, if an officer's asking me about the movie, that would be the part where I'd fuck up and be like, right. oh, shit, it's fucking terrorist, I didn't know I was going to be questioned about the right. movie. So, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot there, so, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't able to describe anything. So then he's, um, they, he said they went to Cassie's and, uh, about the party and everything I already said. Um, and then he said after the movie, they went back to his, Tori's house and they, that's where they stayed for the rest of the night. Um, so then we move on. So that was, they were questioned. It's so loud up there. Sorry but guys. My parents are, we have family bingo every other Sunday and my, everybody's dressed up tonight cause it's the Oscars are on tonight. So my mom is upstairs yelling right now. Yeah, she's got like these beautiful diamond earrings in, these dangling diamonds. She's very bougie. <laughs> she's having a blast. She's yeah. living her best life tonight. So. Yes. So <laughs> so that, so that, he was questioned immediately on the 24th, because I'm assuming since they brought the boyfriend in, mm -hmm. um, they, uh, I keep listening, I'm like, oh my God, she's so loud. I'm so sorry, I'm so distracted. This is where the lack of flow comes from. I get it now. Um, but anyways, um, so he was questioned on the 24th, so that was literally two days that Sunday after she's discovered. Mm -hmm. And then on September 27th, before he's interviewed for a second time, 
I guess Brian had been brought in and questioned, and I, I'm assuming he just cracked under pressure because he ends up, without Tori's knowledge, goes and takes law enforcement to a stash of the evidence that they buried in this place called Black Rock Canyon. Oh. Um, so there they found two two dagger-style knives, a silver and black knife with a smooth blade, a folding knife with a silver and black handle, which was similar to a survival knife, a homemade Sony videotape, a box of stick matches, a melted brown bottle of hydrogen peroxide, a partially burnt notebook paper, melted colorful mask, a red and white mask, black boots, a black pair of gloves, a, a pair of Puma black gloves, um, a pair of blue latex gloves, and a fingerless black athletic work gloves, a black Calvin Klein dress shirt, and a Hagger shirt that was black. I, mean, I don't know if Hagger was like the design on it that it said or it. Bland, I don't know. But the Calvin Klein dress shirt and the Hagger shirt are similar to what um, the characters in Scream are wearing. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. So, uh, Tori told law enforcement his handwriting was on the notebook of the paper that was found and they're like it was like literal notes of them like specifically writing out what Tori said this or Brian? Um before Tori was interviewed, okay. after they show him the paper, um, he's like it, it was there's pictures of it that you can see that they had hand wrote specifically Cassie's name and about her being the one they were gonna murder first. Gotcha. Okay. Um and then there were tapes that contained the footage of the boys planning Cassie's murder, like earlier mentioned, because that's the clip that's at the beginning. So this is a transcript from September twenty first. So this is just the day before. Um so they're in a car, uh Tori's driving and Brian's filming from the passenger seat. And it's, it's, I literally took the timestamp September 21st, 2006 at 8.05, uh, 23 seconds. Uh, it says their last names, so I'm going to try and remember their first and last, or their first names. Um, Brian, we're going for a high death count, uh, Tori, I'll just go back and forth, whatever. Plus, we're not going to get caught, Brian. If we're going for guns, we're just going to end it. We, we're just going to grab the guns and get out of there and kill everybody and leave. We're going to make history. We're going to make history. For all you FBI agents watching this, um, Tori starts <laughs> laughing. He's like, oh, you weren't quick enough laughing. Ooh. Brian, you weren't quick enough and you weren't smart enough. And we're going over to Jane Doe's. Oh, it's just this. Um, I don't know if they actually say Cassie's house. We, 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 we're. It says we, we, we're. We, 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 we're. Oh, my God. We, we, we're going to snoop around there. Try to see if she's home alone or not, and if she's home alone, splat. She dead. Don't put your humor into this, Brian. Uh, I'm not putting any humor into it. People will die, and m m memories will fade. I'm just saying it with a stutter that's written. It's fine. Memories will fade. I, hmm, I wonder what movie you got that from, Brian. And he goes, myself, and they start laughing. That was from myself. He's like, no wonder it was so lame. Okay, we're on our way, and I'm going to let, and, and I'm going to, I'll let you stay tuned. We're almost there. So this is three minutes later. Um, camera lights on. We're at Cassie's house. It says Jane Doe 1, but I'm assuming they had to redact her name just because she was a minor. Um, I'm going to use her name because her name's important. It's clear... Oh, and then they say her name later. That's so funny. Uh, not funny. I'm fine. It's clear out there in the pasture. We've already snooped around her house a couple of times, uh, and she, 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 she's not at home, so we're going to go to that church over there, and we're going to call a girl and a guy named Cassie and Matt. They're our, our friends, but we have to make sacrifices, so, so I'm... Which one has the stutter? Uh, Brian. Brian has a stutter. Yeah. Okay. He's the one who cracks. Right. Okay. Um, so um, I feel tonight it, it's the night. I feel really weird and stuff, and I feel like I want to kill somebody. Uh, I know that's not normal, but what the hell. 
Tori, I feel like we need a break away from life. Draper, how bright is the light? And then they turn the camera light directly onto him. Tori goes, because let's put it this way, parents along with their parents along with their parents and so on. And he goes, uh-huh. Taught them about God, Jesus, the whole bullshit. And they're laughing. Tori goes, yeah, Tori. Um, uh, bullshit line. I'm sure you guys believe in God as well. I realized I was in when I was in seventh grade along, you don't believe in Santa Claus or vampires or werewolves. They are used to metaphor, not let. They teach the they teach their kids back in the 1800s. I learned this in English class about the kids telling their kids that they can't go outside or a vampire will get you just to make their kids stay and do what they want. God is basically, that's what God's for, right? The same way. Yep. I don't understand any of this conversation. Basically that... Any, everything like we, we're taught is just stuff made bullshit. up to scare us. And if you're gonna be if you're gonna be fearful of God, <clears throat> mm -hmm. or to be fearful, so be a good person because otherwise you're gonna uh, get God's wrath. And he's like, that's just right. as bullshitty as vampires being real. Yep. in his opinion. Yep. So I'm not we'll, stating those are my opinions, people. So this is we're just trying to break it down from all this <laughs> idiot idiocracy talk. Um, trying to get people to do good or else, so called air quoting, you go to hell. Uh, Brian. And we're obviously going to hell if it's real, but who gives a shit? And he, why would you say it's real? Uh, Brian says, yeah, but it's not real. It's not real. It's because it's so blatantly obvious that it's not real. But, And then Tori interrupts. People believe it because their parents teach them, and so it's hard for them to let go of it because they've been taught their whole life. Yeah, I know, but fucking what? The point I'm making is we are also taught that things like killing people and other things is wrong. The only thing that is wrong about it is because it's breaking the law and the law is only wrong, mumbling, searching for words. So he just kind of cuts off there. Mm. And then Brian goes, natural selection, dude. Natural selection. That's all I've got to say. Tori, there should be no law against killing people. I know it's wrong, but Brian goes, natural selection. Tori goes, hell, hell, you'll restrict somebody from it. They're just going to want it more. Exactly. Goodbye, camera. Now we're on to 8.15 that night because... He didn't end up leaving till, um, I think it was like 1030. Um, my, okay, so it starts with Brian talking. Um, my, my friend's too pussy to go investigate, turn here. He goes, you're too smart. Why aren't you turning there, dude? He's like, cause it's faster this way. No, we're going to go over to Cassie and Matt's house. If they're home alone, we're gonna. Um, Tori goes, it's Cassie's house. Mass, Matt is there. Well, it's Rain's house. Not that I'm fine. So during uh, <laughs> no, Brian, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, Brian, but it's not her house. But it's not her house. <laughs> um, Brian, is it? Yeah, Brian. Matt is there. Sorry, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna we're gonna go. Mm -hmm. We're gonna knock on the door. We'll see who's there. We'll 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 see see we'll see see. Oh my god, <laughs> I, hate this. I think when his adrenaline's pumping, yeah, his stutter gets worse. Which I mean, this is. It's a, they're about their whole lives about to change. Yep. If their parents are home or not, if they're home alone, we will leave our way and then we'll come back in about ten minutes. We'll sneak in through the door because chances are they're probably in Cassie's room. So so so, so we'll sneak in the front door and we'll make a noise outside. Then Matt will come out to investigate. We'll kill him and I'll scare the shit out of Cassie, okay? Sounds like fun. Stay tuned. Sounds so like fun. Yeah, that's my idea of fun. Yeah, so fun. Hi Zoe. Uh -oh. Um, 8.36, I'm recording. There's, like, several, like, just short little snippet videos. We found our victim and, and sad because maybe, uh, it, as it may be, she's our friend. But you know what? We all have to make sacrifices. Our first victim is going to be Cassie's daughter and her friends. And that, you can hear them say that um, mm -hmm. on the YouTube video. And then he's like, God, turn your brights off, asshole. 
Um, then Brian goes, we'll let you. Ha 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 ha. We'll find out if she has friends over. She's going to be alone in a big dark house out in the middle of nowhere. How perfect can you get? I mean, like, holy shit, dude. And then he, uh, Tori goes, I'm horny just thinking about it. Oh, boy. Yeah. And then oh, Brian boy. goes, hell yeah, we're going to fucking kill her and her friends and we're going to keep moving on. I heard some news about Jane Doe, too. I don't know who that is. She's going to be home alone from six to seven, so we might kill her and drive over to Cassie's thing and scare the shit out of them and kill them one by fucking one. Hell yeah. So I'm assuming they may have thought there was an actual party going on here. He, why one by one? Why can't it be a slaughterhouse? And then Brian goes two by two and three by three because we've got to keep it classy. And he goes, keep it classy. So yeah, it's going to be fun. You're evil. Yes, I am. So are you, dude. Evil, evil. No, evil is an expression of God. That was another test you failed. Even as, evil is not an expression of God. Yes, it is. That is bullshit and you know it. Evil of origin is a follower of fucking Satan. There is no Satan. Is Satan real? Then shut up. My God, they just got real dark. And real they, religious they, they, they all of a sudden. just got dark? Wait a minute. <laughs> I meant religious. This is just this is exhausting to read all of this. Um, then how are we supposed to express ourselves? Good and bad. We are, we are bad. We are bad. That sounds so shitty. We're evil. That sounds even shittier. shittier. Oh my god. Hey, we're not okay. Then we are sick psychopaths who get their pleasure off killing other people. And Brian said that. <sighs> he goes, that sounds good, baby. Ooh, we're going to go down in history. We're going to be just like Scream, except real life terms. That's good, baby. Tori's saying that. We're going to be murderers. Like, let's see, Ted Bunny, like the Hillside Strangler. Hey, I killed her in them in my first two episodes. No, the Zodiac Killer. Those people were more amateurs compared to what we are going to be. We're going to be more, uh, higher, um, uh, more of higher sources of Ed. Ed Gein. Gein. Yeah. Well, let's say that we're sick and that's twisted. Oh, yeah. What Ed, What was Ed Gein's word? Or, oh, you know what Ed Gein's words were? What? He saw a girl walking down the street, right? Yeah. And then Tori's the one explaining this. Two questions came to his head. Hmm. I could take her out and have a nice time with her. Brian goes and then kill her, skin her alive. And he goes, charm the, or charm the pants off of her. Or I wonder what her head would look like on a stick. He's like, holy shit, it's creepy, huh? Kick ass. And they both start laughing. Murderer's Ew. power. Murderer's... Tori's stroking himself the whole time during this, Basically. too. Sorry. Uh, Brian goes, murderer's power, murderer's freedom. Goodbye. Um, cuts off. So that was the last one. 8.33 yeah, like or something 8.36 or something like that. So now we're at September 22nd, and it's 12.10 a.m. Um, no. Not 12.10 a.m. This is in the afternoon. So this is the day of, but not... There's another clip. Yep. So 12.10 p.m. They're sitting at a table with a camera facing them. So they are at school. I was right. Um, all right, cool, uh, is what Brian says. Tori says, I was planning to kill him. September 22nd, 2006. We're skipping our fourth hour class. We're writing our plan right now for tonight. It's going to be cool, which is part of the notebook that they found. We, Tori and Brian, who Tori is writing, we're making our death list right now for when, for actually tonight. And then Brian whispers, she's watching us. They say something, she's still watching us. Number two is what? There's a long gap where they're both concerned a teacher is going to see them and they're whispering back and forth. Yeah, if you're watching this, we've, we're, we're probably deceased is what Brian says. Hopefully this will go smoothly and we can get our first kill done and then keep going. And then Tori goes, for you future serial killers watching this tape, I don't know what to say. 
and then Brian's like, it's, it's, and they're like, good luck with that. Good luck. Hopefully you don't have like eight or nine failures like we have. Yeah, we've probably tried 10 times, but they've never been home alone. So, wow. or when they have their parents show up. Wow. Yeah. We're getting to the part where it's about to happen. Um, as long as you're, okay, this is before, this is still at the school. And Brian says, as long as you're patient, you know, and we were patient, now we're getting paid off because our victim's home alone. So we got our, our our plan all worked out now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cassie's family, but she had to be the one. We have to stick with the plan, and she's perfect, so she's going to die. And then he laughs. Wow. So, pause. Sorry. This uh, the, this trans transcript you read, wow, I'm stuttering, like, what's his name? Yeah. Um, that was... The night before, so they were stocking the house or casing the house mm -hmm. before. Okay, yeah, sorry. that was that's what was leading up on the twenty okay. first. Okay, now they're at school that afternoon, that, the twenty second. Of the twenty second. Okay, and so boyfriend, uh, maybe he left around, maybe it was like eight thirty when uh, Matt ended up leaving her by herself. No, it says it's ten thirty. Okay, no, these timestamps are fine. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. okay, these are the last two tapes that the police found at that site where they dumped everything. So this is 9:53 p.m. The boys left the house at 8:30 to go watch the movie. Right now they're back. Remember they went through the house, um, parked in up the, the street in the basement. Yeah. They unlocked that basement door so mm -hmm. they could get back in. Um, so Brian starts. So 9:53 p.m. They're sitting in the dark in the car. Brian goes, we're here in this car. The time is 9.50, September 22nd, 2006. Um, unfortunately, we have the grueling task of killing our two friends, and they were right in, in that house just down the street. Tori goes, we just talked to them. We were there for about an hour. But Brian's like, we checked out the whole house. We, we know there's lots of doors. There's there's lots of places to hide. Um, I unlocked the back doors. It's all unlocked. Now we just got to wait. And, um, yep, we're really nervous right now, but, you know, we're ready. We're lit and then Tori goes, we're listening to the greatest rock band ever. And they're like, we've waited, and Brian goes, we've waited for this for a long time, Pink Floyd, before we commit the ultimate crime of murder. I'm like, don't bring Pink Floyd into yeah. this. Um, we've waited for a long time for this, a long time. Well, we, or goes, well, well, stay tuned. So that was at 9.53. It's now 11.31. <sighs> and then the clip that you heard at the beginning, just killed Cassie. We just left her house. This is not a fucking joke. I'm shaking. Brian goes, I stabbed her in the throat and I saw her lifeless body. And then you can hear him like half giggle if you go back and listen to the beginning. It just disappeared. Dude, I just killed Cassie. Oh my God. Oh, oh fuck. That felt like it wasn't even real. I mean, it went by so fast. Shut the fuck up. We got to get our act straight. It's okay. Okay. We, we will just buy movie tickets now. And Tori goes, okay. Uh, Brian says something that they couldn't understand. Tori says no. And Brian says, okay, bye. Wow. So, yeah, recording all of it, and that's shit that you can see online now. Um, so, now we're back to September 27th. Tori was interviewed for his second time, and I think either his parents were present or his dad was present, and his dad's name's Sean. Um, he was read his Miranda rights, and he signed a waiver of rights form. He gave his side of the story to the police that they went over there, hung out, watched a movie, thought there was going to be a party. They left. Then they go to the movies. And then they end up going back to Tori's house, and that's where they were for the remainder of the night. And they got back to his house around 11.30, so they could have very well been on their way back to um, Tori's house. Um, the police said they were seen at a convenience store, and he told them, yeah, we went there to get matches for Brian's cigarettes. Then they told him they knew of the items at Black Rock Canyon, showed them to Brian's or, and showed them to Brian. And it was then he asked if he could speak to an attorney, and I put guilt, guilt, guilt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he was taken to a separate room, and then he ended up talking with his dad, 
Sean and then they were brought to another room with the detectives and he was then arrested and informed him the evidence had been gathered. And like, I remember when I was reading in this notes, I didn't put it in here, but like this, his dad was asking questions and then like Tori wouldn't even say anything. He would just kind of like give yes or no answers or just kind of nod his head or just be like, um, nonverbal, uh, acknowledgements is what it was said. Cause his, and like his dad kept asking questions, but the investigators completely ignored his dad. Like, nah, we're taking your kid. Yeah. And, um, cause they were all in the same class. So I think they were all like 16 also. Like mm-hmm. they were all six, 15, 16, 17. So I think they were, I want to say they were all 16. Not that their ages matter, but it's just, it's just crazy. And then I said, remember, Brian had went and showed them everything, so this was all new info to Tori, because he didn't know that he'd showed right. him all the evidence. So, um, everything went to trial pretty quickly after that. Um, her, Cassie's body was autopsied on September 25th, 2006, by Dr. Devin Scalmel, I'm going to guess is how you say it. He clarified that two knives were used to stab her. Um, I didn't put it in here, but one was just a real smooth knife, and one had like a serrated gotcha. blade on it. Mm-hmm. I looked at that word a lot and like serrated. I'm not going to say that wrong today. Um, but yeah, there was over 30 stab wounds and 12 of them could have been what caused her uh, fatality. One of the wounds, um, they said, they're the first wound he examined, it went into her heart. Um, but they said she definitely was alive for a majority of the stabbing. Um, Brian said she that he had, um, this was during trial, Brian said he had been inspired by the Columbine shooting um, massacre killers that include their names because they're irrelevant. Tori then mentioned the Scream film as part of their sick and disgusting inspiration as well, which is where more of their inspiration came and they watched they watched that movie like relentlessly over and over and over and over again. Um, Brian was found guilty on April 17th, 2007. Tori's trial began May 31st, 2007, and he was found guilty on June 8th, so it only took him eight days to be like, nah, you're guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, they were both charged with first-degree murder, which was um, which would result in a life sentence with no possibility of parole, okay. and an additional 30 years on top of that life sentence would um, for being convicted of conspiracy to commit murder. Um, they are serving their life sentences at the Idaho State Correction Institution, um, they both tried to appeal their sentences um, various times. Um, one time they did it in 2010, 2015, 2017, and 2019. Every single time it's been denied. And there was like a big article about them being because they were juveniles at the time, but mm-hmm. they were tried as adults because they were 16. Mm-hmm. So, because there's like, um, it was, I didn't add it in here, but it talked about like the Idaho state law about trying to like overturn like juvenile sentences, but for them it wasn't going to work. I think overturning something is, is one thing. It, depending, it depends on the, the crime. Yeah. This is murder. This was planned out murder. They have journals. They have tapes. They have... So, yeah. Sorry. They sealed their own fate yes. just by recording it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the act alone, but yeah. plus recording it. Plus and, recording and, it, talking about it at school mm-hmm. where you think a teacher could be listening to you. Like, um, There was also a small thing in 2010, so it would be four years after... Cassie's parents went to the went after the Idaho school district saying they were negligent and should have known that the boys were a threat, but the case was dismissed by um, the like Idaho Supreme Court and the uh, county court because it said the actions were not foreseeable at the school. Even I, though I I, I feel sympathy and empathy for the parents, right? But that's not that's not the teacher, especially it's it's a little. I'm not trying to make excuses no. for, for those boys, but 
those high school teachers, I don't know how big that high school is. Yeah, but those ha- They've got, you know, and these kids were being quiet, and I, I don't know. Like, I, you can't blame the school for that. Yeah. I, I understand wanting to put blame, but the blame just solely belongs to those two boys' yeah. parents. So, yeah, my heart hurts and for you, I don't and know I'm what so sorry, kind of, but <coughs> that's not the school's doing. I don't know what kind of upbringing they had either. Right. I don't... I don't really care to know about... I mean, a lot of people like to go back into that and even just doing research simply on the fact of them. Like, it's hard to sometimes get into those unless they put out, like, a memoir or something. But honestly, I wouldn't even want to... He's moving really a lot right now. Um, Just that... To talk about their life, home life, because I know sometimes that that plays a factor. Sure, but it kind of humanizes them too. (laughs) Right. And exactly. Like, I agree 100%. Like, it's just... Yeah. It is interesting, but not on this one. Not on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, but the, this like is the way about... they look, like they look like babies. Yeah, like they're. I mean, they are babies. Yeah, they're 16, sixteen. But I mean, obviously, to know right from wrong, they, they're sitting there talking about questioning right. God and everything like that. Like, and we're gonna kill. And I'm turned on by this. And oh, this I'm is just what horny we're thinking do. about so it. Sorry, like, this, so sorry, we have to kill our friend. I mean, that on top yeah, of it too. Like, like she's your friend. Like they were outcast, and she was like, "No, I'm gonna be nice to them because mm-hmm. I think." Um, her, oh, it's Matt Beck, Beckham. That's her boyfriend's last name. <laughs> now the end. Hello. Um, but I think he was friends with them and Cassie was just like, oh, okay, cool. You know, cause they, I think they had only been dating five months. I'm pretty sure that's what both of the places that I listened to, um, said her and Matt had not been dating that long, but I mean, they're teenagers and you're yeah. like, oh, these are your friends. Okay, cool. I'll hang out with them right. too. And then little I mean it came out of left field for him too and there wasn't a whole lot about um like where he is now in life because that was one of the articles I found and then um in 2016 that's I found the article of her brother talking about he's like I just wish I had my sister here like like he's like that was my that was my human like it just he's like it's been you know it's something that the entire town was shook by like it was just so bizarre and scary like I don't know the town size of Pocatello, but I'm like, our little town got shook up, what was it, last year? Um, it wasn't quite a year yep. ago, but we had a big thing, and it was t- by a person that was really close, well, he wasn't close to me, but I'm close with his kids, and I won't go into full detail about that, but yeah, it was just... And they just, I don't know if you noticed, Vincent, I noticed the other day, that I didn't realize they had oh, yeah, they um, bulldozed down that mm-hmm. house, yeah. so crazy. But, uh, I mean... I wouldn't want to live there. No, but Knowing I, everything I that went down. Interesting that that. Yeah, but yeah, our little town got shook up, and everybody's like, "Oh, but it's such a quiet town." I'm like, "Yeah, quiet towns don't mean nothing anymore." That's that's, that's how most murders, and not that this was a well, anyway. Yeah. But that's how that's we usually yeah, our town was a close knit family or yeah. a close knit community. Everybody knew everybody. Da da da. So yeah. Every time when Vince and I watch like. Um, investigation discovery or or any of those shows like that's how it always begins the people the people's uh magazine or whatever has a new investigation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's what we've been because they've got a whole new series out and that's what we've been watching it's always it's always that always starts it's a small little town where everybody knows everybody it's like the case in lacine kansas that just got reopened Mm -hmm. for that um that boy that boy who was was at the party and they deemed it like i don't think it was deemed homicide they just said oh it was just an accident or whatever. Baloney. Now, Dude, now it's been. Written. Yeah, I know. It's just. I've looked into it, but I'm like, a lot, it's getting a lot of coverage right now. So we may just. That maybe have to be like a later on kind of thing. I'm grateful it's getting coverage. Yeah. Let's open that back up. Well, they're opening. Sure. Yeah, they opened that one back up. And then I know the Kendrick. I think it's Kendrick Johnson case of the boy who was wrapped up in the mat mm. um, at his high school. 
Um, I, I think that case has been, there's been a lot of cases that have been reopened that need to be. Um, I, I, we, I know we covered Jalea Davis. Her case is still, um, it's, has it, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's been reopened, but I've been following that page. And then, um, the justice for Mikkel Biggs, that was one of the ones, uh, on people ID called gone in 90 seconds. And her sister, um, I follow her page, and she just had a scary moment with her little boy that she shared. Yeah, because he ended up going with her friend, and she's like, oh, my God, and his name's Taven. And I'm like, oh, oh, I don't know if I should have said that. Oh, well. Um, but, I mean, she has it on social media, but she's very open about, like, remembering what it was like being with her sister and then mm-hmm. literally going in the house and then coming back out changed, 90 yeah. seconds later. The wheel still turning on the bike. And the wheel still turning on the bike, yeah. So there's just... Well, I'm grateful those boys got caught immediately. Yeah. I'm grateful that it I'm it's it's tragedy that it had to be Cassie, but it, in it, a way it, with it happening as fast as it did. And they, you know they couldn't they didn't cause more rampage. And then with the you know, no remorse it sounds. You yeah. Know, like with, with the videoing themselves afterward and like well, we now, but they've did been it. trying to I mean I'm glad Brian Yeah was like that he cracked. Yeah, that he cracked. If you have a stutter, we're not making fun of you, I swear. Correct. Never, ever, ever. But him, he can go fuck himself. But 100%. they are, but of course, well, I didn't mention this either, but when they were in the court, or in interrogation and stuff, there's something in my pants, um, they were like, oh no, he's the one who did it. Oh, he's the one who did it. Because I think it's, um, I think it was Brian who was the one who stabbed her in the throat. If I think I that's what you said. That he just killed Cassie. Or that's what was said in the... Um, yeah, Brian, I stabbed her in the throat and I saw her lifeless body. It just disappeared, dude. I just killed Cassie. So they don't really know if that was the one that took her life. Right. But that's why they're both held responsible for her death because well, the, twelve wounds that could have been the ending. The ending the end one point, for her. So. so that means that means she could have if it was the last twelve. That means she had to feel it eighteen times, and like just to think these were people that she hung out with and people was, that she just had in that house that she she gave a little tour. Here's my. Aunt's this is house. my aunt's house. Yeah. This is the basement. These are the dogs and the cats. Come in. Make yourself at home. No, we're not going to have a party, but, you know. We're going to watch a movie if you're cool with that. Yeah, let's watch a movie. I'll be a super chill chick who had way too much going for her, and this it's just bullshit that she's... They're still brief... Well, granted, I think life imprisonment, because I think death penalty is too easy of a way I've, out. Again, like I've said before, I believe on this podcast, isolation for people like yeah. that. Isolate them. They'll just go fucking insane and be yeah. 100% miserable... And, and I'm like, they're, I, well, they're in this, I think they're in the same place. I'm like, I wonder if they're allowed or if they're able to see each other. I think if you're in a little cell by yourself where you can't interact with other humans, like yeah. I can't even, at first you might be kind of okay, but over uh, time, after, like, I think after oh a gosh. month it would like start settling yeah. in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, um, so that was that case. So, um, thanks Amanda for ruining our day. Um, but uh, no, we always appreciate it. And I, um, the next couple weeks, um, are more cases. Um, I've got another Nate case. I've got one that I've been starting to write next on my list of who suggested them so I can make sure they get, get their recognition. Um, cause I know my friend, uh, Kendra, she's suggested some, uh, there's just, there's been quite a few, so I'm going to be pretty busy over the next couple of weeks. Good. So, um, yeah, no intro sound this time, because we're going to just let that be the intro. But uh, social media, you know, Bloody Babbles podcast. Oh, um, if we still have Alaska listeners, my beautiful friends, <laughs> Weekly Variety, they're waiting for you. <laughs> Those girls kill me, and they're like, still don't have Alaska. <laughs> 
Yeah, so Still Alaskan listeners, so go check them out, please. Beautiful Alaskan listeners. Maybe I have a friend, Danielle, who lives there. Maybe I'll be like, hey, girl. Hey, girl, hey. Hey. Can you just go listen to these hilarious ladies and just go listen to them? <laughs> so, um, and I'll, there's always, I always add a, a promo at the end of our podcast. I have several friends who sent me their promos, so make sure you go show them. I've done uh, so many. Infinite Banter, have you seen it? Uh, Stolen from Me is another true crime uh, podcast. Uh, have you seen it? I don't know who it'll be whenever. I just kind of go through my list to make sure I don't put too many like right in a row. But yeah, so make sure you go check those guys out too. Even if it's just listening to one episode of theirs, that's one play that just makes a world of difference. As podcasters, we know yeah. like that makes a world of difference yeah, and we appreciate almost, it so much. Because I mean, we it was a, about a month and a half ago when we hit 5,000. We're almost at 6,000. Hey. Like we've almost gone a thousand plays in a month that I'm just so excited. blows my brain apart yes so all right beautiful babylonians until um, next until week next week babylon. babylon hello babylonians i know a lot of you have been with us for a long time even from the beginning and we cannot say thank you enough and i know a lot of you have been asking a lot lately how do you make your own podcast? Well, it's simple. I use Anchor, anchor.fm, which is the website, or there is an app, or you can go on your computer, whatever you want to do. It's the easiest way. Um, it is run through Spotify, so that is one of the first uh, platforms that you'll be able to distribute your podcast out onto, and there's lots of different, it'll stream to at least, I think, 10 different platforms or more. Um, I'm going to give you a quick rundown about how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter where your setup is like, you can start creating today, today, and tell me what your podcast name is because you know I'm going to listen. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. I know a lot of you have been asking for video. Don't worry. I'm working on it. With Anchor, creators can earn money, yes, yes, you heard that right, in a variety of ways, including ads like this one and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. That's what sold me, even though it didn't have to sell me because it's free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy listening. What's good, people? This is your boy, Big Bruh. I'm the host of Live with Big Bruh, a podcast where I keep it raw, uncut, uncensored, and unfiltered, always keeping it 100 and giving you guys my opinion on topics that you need to go check out. Live with Big Bruh is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, or wherever else like to listen to your favorite podcast make sure you go subscribe rate and share it and while you're at it tell your friends to tell their friends to do the same thing you can find me on instagram facebook or twitter at live with big bruh and remember they can hold you but they can't stop you big bruh out